My name is Cindy Burleson, and I'm chairman of the International Sibling Society. It's a privilege to welcome you to SDGs Explained, the podcast where we explore the 17 global development goals and how people in over 190 countries are working together to make life a better place on the planet. For all of us, life both above and below the water. The 17 Sustainable Development Goals are a universal call to action to end poverty, protect the planet, and ensure peace and prosperity for all. Addressing key challenges such as poverty, hunger, health, education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent work and economic growth, industry innovation and infrastructure, reduced inequalities, sustainable cities and communities, responsible consumption and production, climate action, life below water, life on land, peace and justice, and strong institutions. In this series, you will learn much more about the Global Sustainable Development Goals. But if you're curious and you want to know more now, check out the SDGs Explained trailer and bonus features found in the same place you found our podcast here today. Or you can search for us by name, SDGs Explained, on any of these well-known platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, and of course the RSS.com community. You can also find the International Sibling Society and the SDGs Explained series on YouTube. We urge you to take the time to look us up on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Indeed, we need your support to get our message out through the algorithms so everyone, everywhere, around the planet can hear it and share with us how they are working to achieve the sustainable development goals in their part of the world. It only takes one click, hit the subscribe button, let's get YouTube on our side. Speaking of YouTube, if you visited our website, issnow.earth, lately, you'll see that the International Sibling Society is in the middle of a huge YouTube subscriber drive. As a global, uh, global citizen, you're asked, are you ready to embark on a captivating journey of cultural exploitation and meaningful connections? We'll look no further than the YouTube channel of the International Sibling Society. We're a vibrant community dedicated to fostering understanding, appreciation, and unity among change makers across borders. Today, we invite you to become an integral part of our movement by subscribing to our channel and embracing the power of shared experiences. With so many subscribers already on board, our channel has become a vibrant hub for engaging conversations, heartwarming stories, and diverse perspectives from every corner of the world. We believe that individuals, irrespective of nationality, have a unique bond that transcends boundaries and has the potential to bridge gaps in our global society. Through our videos, we aim to nurture this bond and ignite a sense of camaraderie that goes beyond geographical limitations. What you can expect from the International Sibling Society's YouTube channel is this. It'll, the channel is going to allow you to give or to see or to glimpse into the captivating content that awaits. 
And there you're going to find inspiring stories uh, where you'll discover all inspiring stories of individuals who have overcome challenges, embraced diversity, and made a positive impact in their communities. These stories will touch your heart and remind you of the incredible strength that lies within human relationships. You'll also find cultural showcases where you can immerse yourself in the richness of global cultures through captivating showcases. From traditional music and dance performances to culinary delights and festive celebrations, you'll witness the beauty and diversity of cultural traditions from around the world. You'll also find thought-provoking discussions that engage, will engage you in pressing global issues that affect people everywhere. Our insightful panel discussions and interviews tackle topics such as education, environment, global justice, and more, providing a platform for meaningful conversations and an exchange of, an, of ideas. You'll also find collaborative part, uh, projects where you can be part of an exciting collaborative project that encourages cross-cultural interaction and creativity. From art challenges and virtual storytelling to shared experiences and joint initiatives. Our channel fosters connections that extend far beyond the screen. By subscribing to the International Sibling Society's YouTube channel, you're not just gaining access to an enriching platform, you're becoming an integral part of a global family dedicated to unity, understanding, and positive change. Your support will help us reach even more individuals and organizations worldwide, fostering a sense of belonging, promoting empathy, and encouraging a shared vision for a better future. Together, let's celebrate this beautiful tapestry of human humanity, weaving connections and transcend borders, and inspire us to create a more harmonious world. Join us by clicking that subscribe button and turning on notifications to stay, to stay up to date with our latest videos. Remember, every subscription matters and brings us one step closer to building a global community rooted in empathy, respect, and mutual support. Share our channel with your friends, family, and social networks, encouraging them to join this remarkable journey of unity. Thank you for being a catalyst for change and embracing the International Sibling Society's mission. Together we can create a world where individuals stand united, empowering one another, and living a lasting positive, or leaving a lasting and positive impact on our shared community. We encourage you to subscribe now and be part of our global community. Well, in this season of SDGs Explained, we're exploring the incredible projects currently underway under the Mandela Washington Fellowship recipients across the African continent. I'm your host, Cindy Burleson, Chairman of the International Sibling Society. Today, we sit in the studio of the Innovation Center in Reno, Nevada. Our guest comes all the way from Zambia. Please welcome Lazarus Suelula, a passionate changemaker, award-winning entrepreneur, and advocate for sustainable development. Lazarus, it's a pleasure to sit across from you in this studio and have you on the show. Thank you. Let's just dive right on into it, Lazarus. Um, to start with, can you tell us about your project and how it aligns with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals? 
thank you once more cindy and i'm thrilled to be here and also to share my experience about my work in zambia my project is called uh, virgin green renewable energy limited and we are located in zambia we are championing SDG number seven, SDG number three, SDG number 17, and also SDG number 13. Fantastic, wonderful. Yeah. What is your project focus on improving? So my project focus on improving lives, those that depend um, on using firewood and charcoal, and also inefficient cook stoves that uses dirty fuels. So at Virgin Green, what we are doing, we are trying to recycle waste materials into clean cooking solid fuels by recycling biomass wastes into charcoal briquettes. At Virgin Green, we also produce energy-saving cook stoves that uses less fuels and reduces carbon emission and this product we sell to our low-income families that uses dirty fuels and also inefficient cook stoves so that we can be able to reduce the levels of deforestation well Lazarus tell us a little bit about how these families cook and prepare their food you thank you so in Zambia, generally about 90%, I would say, they use wood fuel. These the are the fu forest? Yes. So these are fuels that comes from the forest. They go in the forest, they cut trees, and then they come back and use that wood. This could be a problem. Very much. What's, and What's happening to the forest? So the situation is... um. Like currently, we are losing about 250,000 to 300,000 hectares of trees every year, of which 90% of these trees goes to energy. Because like I said earlier on, 90% uses wood fuel like charcoal and firewood. Because most of them, they are living between 2 to $3 a day, and they cannot afford to cook using other forms of energies like electricity and LPG gas. So most of them, the only affordable fuel that they use is by degrading the forest and then use the firewood that they fetch from the nearby forest. So the product that Virgin Green Renewable Energy Limited is creating is helping to solve this, this problem in the forest. How? How? What is your your product made of? So like I said before, we recycle waste materials. So these materials that we recycle, we rely on biomass fuel. So let me just explain a bit about what biomass fuel, what biomass is. Okay. So biomass, this, this is a biodegradable material that is able to decompose. So what we don't use in producing the solid fuel that we produce, we don't use polyplastics, but we rely on biomass materials like agricultural waste, municipality waste, 
all those things we're able to collect and then we recycle them into a product that we call charcoal briquettes. Charcoal briquettes. Yes. Great. Well, wonderful. Um, I know that on some different videos that I've seen um, in the uh, of, of fishing on some of the large bodies of water that we've talked about that are in your country, uh, and they will be people on boats with cooking their fish with live fire or what have you on the boats, which culturally speaking, it's a beautiful bit picture, but uh, I can see how um, cooking food with open flame is, is a, a cultural tradition there and that your product is offering a new new way to solve this problem of of, of harming the the forest through through burning it with this cultural um, right of cooking with the with the trees so basically basically that's very true well you know sp speaking of the country that zambia what can you tell us? Is there? What can you tell us more about the people in your country? In your country itself, should we visit? Yes, you can visit. Zambia is a friendly country, and it's also um, in Zambia we have got one of the the seven national wonders of the world, which is uh, Victoria Force. So it's a beautiful place to tour. So whenever you are ready, and everyone listening to us. If you want to visit us, we are located in the southern part of Africa. We are neighboring with Zimbabwe, Namibia, Malawi, Tanzania, and Democratic Republic of Congo. So you are welcome. Ah, oh, fantastic. Um, well, I'm glad that you're uh, actively involved in achieving several of the sustainable development goals um, through your efforts in Zambia. Um, let's take a closer look at those specific SDGs that you mentioned. Um, you mentioned that your project is working to achieve sustainable development goal number seven, which is affordable and clean energy. Um, well, sustainable development goal seven involves ensuring access to affordable, reliable, sustainable, and modern energy for all. As someone involved in renewable energy, it seems like you are contributing to this goal by advocating for and implementing clean energy solutions in your society and enterprise. This helps reduced, re reduce reliance on fossil fuels and mitigates the adverse effects of climate change. And speaking of climate change, you're working to address sustainable development goal number 13, which specifically deals with climate change. Um, SDG 13 focuses on taking urgent action to combat climate change and its impacts. Given your interest in renewable energy and energy efficiency, it's clear that you're actively contributing to this goal. By providing or promoting clean energy alternatives, you are helping to reduce greenhouse emissions and support sustainable development practices. You also mentioned that you're working with sustainable development goal number 17, which is one of my favorites, which is partnerships for the goals. So. We're, we at the International Sibling Society are glad to be working with you in Zambia in partnership for the goals for sure. Um, and the 17th uh, goal uh, emphasizes the importance of global partnerships and collaborations to achieve all the sustainable development goals. 
As an advocate for renewable energy and energy efficiency, you likely understand the significance of partnerships and alliances in driving sustainable development. Uh, by working with others and engaging in initiatives that foster collaborations, you can contribute to this goal, and you're doing that. Um, and then you also mentioned uh, sustainable development goal number three, uh, which is good health and well-being. Um, sustainable development goal three focuses on ensuring healthy lives and promoting well-being for all at all ages. While you didn't provide specific details, it's possible that your work in renewable energy and energy efficiently directly supports this goal. Um, by promoting clean energy sources, you contribute to improving air quality, which positively imp impacts people's health. Um, and then, of course, there is sustainable development goal number two, uh, zero hunger. Um, zero hunger aims to end hunger, achieve food security, improve nutrition, and promote sustainable ag agriculture. Although not directly related to renewable energy and energy efficiency, it's commendable that you are championing this, championing this goal alongside others, addressing issues of hunger and promoting sustainable ag agriculture can have a significant impact on the overall well-being of communities. Your efforts in championing these SDGs demonstrate a comprehensive approach to sustainability covering energy, climate action, health, nutrition, and partnership building. By focusing on these goals, you're making a positive impact in your society in Zambia and contributing to the global sustainability agenda for all of us all around the planet. So as you work on each of these goals in Zambia, you move us closer to achieving the sustainable development goals. We're all in this together, regardless of what country we're in. So I just encourage you to keep up this good work, Lazarus. Thank you. Thank you. Well, how did you come up with this idea for this project, and what motivated you to pursue it in the first place? Thank you for that question. So the whole idea came out of a tragedy. I lost my grandmother in 2019 just after graduating from uni and i was struck when we were being told at the hospital that the reason why your grandmother passed away was because of smoke because i direct asked the doctor to know that what really happened so they had to find the traces of smoke into her chest and lungs and so when the doctor told me that the reason as to why your grandmother died was because of smoke, I was surprised because my grandmother never smoked cigarette at all. So I got curious and I started researching to know the reason why. And the numbers that I found on the internet, the numbers that the World Health Organization had to put up in place. Can you imagine, Cindy, that in developing countries, about 4 million people die every year because of using dirty fuels like charcoal and firewood. These are records from the World Health Organization and Clean Cooking Alliance. And 
it was through my research that I also discovered that Zambia is placed on number one in Africa in terms of deforestation. Like I mentioned earlier on, that our country is currently losing between 250,000 to 300,000 hectares of trees every year. That is with a population of less than 20 million. So I started thinking within myself to say, this is not acceptable. Because those numbers, I was overwhelmed with them. So I started thinking around, how can I be able to contribute to this? But I never wanted to, and I also graduated at a time when Zambia had unemployment rate above 15%. We were ranked in the top 10. I was searching job everywhere, but I couldn't find job. So I got tired and I wanted to sustain myself. So I started developing interest in business, but I didn't want to just create a business that would just benefit myself. I thought of creating a business that will also impact the community. And yeah, that is how Virgin Green came about. That is definitely inspiring, Lazarus. Um, well, could you walk us through the process of implementing your project? Um, what steps have you taken to ensure it's successful? So we started in 2020, late 2020 in October. I had to use the funds that I had to make the machine, the health machine that we're using. So from there, I I was able to, because I didn't have formal trainings and none of, no one was doing it in Zambia. So what I did was coming up with machines that would be able to produce the briquettes that we are producing. And so it was tough, but along the way, we had to manage on how to produce the machine because we didn't have enough funds to purchase the machines from overseas like China. So when we started in late 2020, I just had to organize two guys who came to help me. And then we started the 10 way. Started making the, the charcoal that we, we make the product was bad because we didn't have formal trainings. So we continue, we relied on researching on how can we be able to improve the product so that um, we make sure that what we want to, to do is, is okay. So when we started producing the, the charcoal briquettes that we produce, we realized that when someone comes to buy our product, they were not coming back, especially when they buy our charcoal briquettes. They were not coming back. And so I it got into me. I started thinking to say, but why are they not coming back? And so it was from there that we had to conduct a market research. And we discovered that the cook stoves that were on the Zambian market weren't compatible with the charcoal briquettes that we were producing. So it was during that time when we also discovered that the reason as to why Zambia is ranked number one in Africa and five globally is because 
an average family in Zambia with the cook stoves that were on the Zambian market is able to consume one ton of wood fuel per, per year. And this is unacceptable. So we had to design our own stove that will reduce the consumption of fuel by 50%. And also make sure that the cook stoves that we designed was also compatible with our charcoal briquettes. And so after we designed the stove, we took it to the market. That was the beginning of our story because now we had customers who were able to come back, they would purchase our charcoal briquettes together with the cook stoves. This was the beginning of everything. Fantastic, that is a lot of steps. Uh, market research there and then some innovation to create your own stoves that's compatible with your product. Um, I'm just curious, can you put those stoves on a boat? Yes, I can. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, well, I tell you what, can you share some of the specific activities or initiatives that your project undertakes to achieve its goals? Okay, so in alignment with the goals, what we are doing is, um, so when I started the business, I had to think of a business model because I didn't want to create a business which is completely for profit, but I wanted to create a business which will also benefit the community so that I should be able to have some minimum of impact. So I started a social enterprise and not just for a completely for-profit business. So we had to design a business model where we had to incorporate the community. So let me just take you through on how we we produce our product and also how we sell our product. So we are working with local people who supply us with the raw materials. Like currently, uh, we have about nine permanent employees and 110 part-time employees. So these 100 part-time employees, these are people who supply us with the raw materials that we use in the production of charcoal briquettes. They bring all kinds of wastes. So what we, what we normally do is we train them the kind of waste that we'd need from them. And once we train them, we provide them with the kings that they will use when they are collecting those wastes, and then they will put them in those wastes, and then we go and collect them. So now, from now, just to clarify, the, the wastes... Is what now? The biomass waste. The I got you. That's the okay. The biomass waste. I'm with you. Okay, in the containers. Yes. I understand. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So these they are 110, and these are people who are not employee, who are not employed. So we go. When we started, we we were recruiting, of course, but when they saw that um, we are now. When the community saw what we were doing, some of them started coming to us. Oh, I want to work with you. I want to work with you. I love what you're doing. So now people started coming like that. and But we couldn't take everyone because the capacity that we have couldn't allow us to do that. So at the moment, currently, we have 
110 part-time employees that supply us with the raw materials that we use. And these are people, when they bring those biomass wastes, they can be able to... Um, they can be able to earn a living out of it because we buy from them. And then from there, after the production of the product that we produce, we do not sell by ourselves. Of course, we sell some at the factory, but we are using a very unique business model where we sell through a team of local women who own roadside kiosks across the slums and also townships. So currently, we have a workforce of 65 women who are selling our product. And these are women who may be just selling vegetables across the roadside. I know you might be curious. In, in Zambia and in most developing countries, there are people who sell across the corridors. They just have got, they sell vegetables, tomatoes. So these are the people that we follow. And then when we follow them, we go to them, and then from there, we train them also. Then they'll be selling our charcoal briquettes together with the cook stoves. And then from there, they'll be able to generate a commission. And so when we were conducting a, um, a selling analysis last the close of our 2022, we discovered that a person who is constantly selling our product is able to generate not less than $1,000 per year. And also, our users who are using our product, they are able to save about $200. And so, this is not just a business, just completely for profit, but it's a social enterprise. Absolutely. And right there, you have described a uh, social enterprise, not a nonprofit, you know, not a, a for-profit effort. It's a, a, a profit that involves so a community okay so community change. maybe i can explain a bit on a social enterprise okay. so a social enterprise is a business that is not completely for profit but it is also creating an impact an impact could be creation of employment economic impact it can be social impact it can be environmental impact yeah that's a business plus an impact equal to a social enterprise. Excellent. And so many people around the world are discovering the sustainable development goals provide a business opportunity. So in this business opportunity of working towards the sustainable development goals, you actually are bringing about a, a global change at the same time. So I do appreciate you talking with us sp specifically about social enterprise and the benefits it has for those in business and the community. Thank you. Um, well, I tell you what, can you share any success stories or memorable moments from your project? Thank you. So the success of my story about my business has, when we started, like I said earlier on, when we started uh, in 2020, we were operating at a smaller scale, and it was difficult. 2021 was very difficult for us, but um, a breakthrough came in 2022 when we were being supported. I was the winner of um, the Total Energy Prize, and so this was the beginning of everything 
it changed the price changed the aspect of my business entirely because we received a grant of our seven thousand dollars and we were able now to purchase the machine from china and yeah other prizes followed but i would say my memorable moments was the first prize I, I, I received from Total Energy Prize because it helped me now to solidify my business. And yeah. And then the success stories has always been about the impact you had me earlier on. Currently, I have a workforce of permanent employees. That's about um, 11 of them, including myself. And we also have got. Um, part-time employees these are suppliers of raw, of ma uh, raw materials the 110 and also the 65 women who are selling our product and since inception we have managed to produce about 300 tons of charcoal briquettes and 5,000 cook stoves this has allowed us in terms of environmental impact it has allowed us to save over 20,000 adult trees that could have been cut down due to charcoal and firewood and through our product, we are also saving women and children from indoor air pollution because they are using a smokeless fuel that do not emit any kind of smoke. And maybe they'll have a different reality than what your grandmother Yes, faced. yes. That's inspiring indeed. Well, looking ahead uh, to future plans, uh, what, what do you see for future plans and aspirations for your project? So looking ahead, we have a plan. We currently, the numbers that we are currently making, those are the not the numbers because we are still very small. You can imagine in Zambia we have 10 provinces, but we are currently just servicing three provinces. So looking ahead, we are looking at maybe in the next five years, we should be able to be across the entire Zambia and also probably break in the neighboring countries like Malawi and Zimbabwe because most of them, the situation is the same, just like in my country in terms of deforestation. All right, now some of this might be some of the things that you've already said before, but I want to hear it from you. Um, what, again, are those positive impacts that your project has had on, on your community? So, like I said earlier on, the positive impact is on the environment because what we are doing now is um, we are saving the environment, like I said earlier on, like, from the time we started up to now, we have managed to save about 20,000 adult trees. Now you can imagine if we upscale, because our long-term target is to make sure that every year we are able to save, every year we should be able to be saving 100,000 adult trees, those that could have been cut down due to charcoal and firewood. So, and also the creation of employment. Currently, in my city where I come from, it's a whole different story. I've managed to create a living for others 
but that is just on a smaller space. We are looking at doing more so that we can be able to create more opportunities for the community where I'm coming from. That's, in, that's incredible, Lazarus. Um, moving towards the end of our time together here today, um, do you have any key advice or key learnings you'd like to share with our listeners who might be interested in undertaking a similar project in their part of the world? Thank you so much. One thing that I would, one thing that I would say is we are based in different parts of the world. And where I'm coming from, one of the pressing challenges that we have is unemployment, climate change. And also we have different issues, I would say. But you need to find something that really attaches to you. And you need to come up with a solution on how you want to do it. So one thing that I would say is identify a challenge. We've got different problems in different parts of the world. And then be able to be passionate about it. And then I know it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be simple. It will be tough. But as long as you stick to what you're doing, the world is able to, the world is watching you as long as you're doing the right thing. And you will be able to break through and do what is right in whatever what you want to do. Well, that is excellent advice, Lazarus. Um, before we go, is there anything else at all that you'd like to add to what we're conveying here today with our listeners? So, like, um, yeah, what I would say is um, thank you so much for hosting me here and also to air my views about the Sustainable Development Goals and how our work is contributing to SDGs. But one thing that I'm worried is, because time is moving, these goals has to be met before the year 2030. So we can only do this if we come together we can only meet, we can only achieve the SDGs if we come together as a universe. Because time is moving and every day it's counting. Yes. Well said. Well said for sure. Um, well, we want to know how to reach you. How can, we, how can we find you? How can we contact you? So firstly, you can reach us through our email address at virgin green renewable energy limited limited should just be ltd at gmail.com or in small letters you can also reach us we have a website virgin green energy virgin green it's energy. it's, it's com. VirginGreenEnergy.com? Yes. Okay, www.VirginGreenEnergy.com. It's www.VirginGreenEnergy.com. Well, 
Lazarus, I want to thank you for sharing your incredible project with us today. Uh, it's been an honor to highlight your work and the impact you're making in Zambia. We wish you all the success in your future endeavors. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the International Sibling Society's Sustainable Development Goals Explained or SDG Explained podcast. Tune in next time for more inspiring stories and projects aligned with the Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, remember, together, as Lazarus said, we can make a difference. Um, Lazarus, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today and learning about your impactful work in Zimbabwe, or in Zambia. <laughs> thank, thank you for you. joining us. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to SDGs Explained today. Join us next time where you found our podcast here today. Or you can search for us by name, SDGs Explained, on any of these well-known platforms. Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, and of course the RSS.com community. You can also find the International Sibling Society and the SDGs Explained series on YouTube. We urge you to take time to look us up on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Indeed, we need your support to get our message out through the algorithms so everyone, everywhere, around the planet can hear it and share with us all that they're doing to work towards achieving the sustainable development goals in their part of the world. It only takes one click, hit the subscribe button, Let's get YouTube on our side.